Scott Simpson here, nimble with numbers, right coming at you for the DFS money shot. Really excited to have on tonight two of my previous guests the last two weeks. I have Michael, don't call me Hasselhoff, and then I have my guy Anthony Servino who gave me the beatdown last week to avenge <sighs> Michael's loss in week three. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for coming on the DFS money shot tonight. Absolute pleasure to be here, man. Yeah, happy to be back. Yeah, I think both of you guys are itching to to get in and take some of my money. I understand how it goes. Uh, you know, last week Anthony did come in and get some of my money. He beat me uh, in a recap last week. He beat me one twenty eight, and I believe one twenty nine to to one thirteen. So you know, over ten points. It was a sweat in the beginning, but after a while, you know, I, he kind of ran away with it. Not dissimilar to my matchup the previous week in week three with Michael, where. I didn't go as planned. I think that was a 144 to 111 shellacking. Yeah, so that hurt. That, yeah, that was uh, – I told my wife I felt a little bad collecting that DK prize oh, money. Yeah. You know, I didn't oh, – uh, yeah, I actually didn't. That was crazy. That yeah. was a lie. Um, as a matter of fact, with the winnings of, of Michael's, I wanted to show you what I bought. I bought a bottle of uh, – it's called Hedonism by, right. by Compass um, Batch. They're really – or Compass Box. They're a whiskey blend company that takes uh, blended whiskeys, makes their own little batches. Really good stuff. So thank you, uh, Michael. Hey, uh, you know what? If I gotta lose money in order for you to get a nice bottle of that, uh, cheers to you, buddy. I'm 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 okay with it. Thank you, brother. Well, you have a chance to win it back tonight, and then yeah. that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna rerun both of our matchups, and we're gonna kind of go in a, a triple head to head to head. So it's a, a triple up, not a, a double up. Uh, Anthony took the money back that I won for Michael last week and made it mm -hmm. so that the, the scotch came out of my own pocket. Ultimately. <laughs> Um, but I'm really excited to have you guys back. Uh, let's real quick, Michael, where can folks find you? Uh, let them know uh, on Twitter and then anything else that you're doing as well, podcast wise. Uh, yeah, I mean, really follow me on Twitter at the FF Realist. And, uh, you know, really, it's uh, my 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 love. My baby is the FFA off with with Anthony Servino right there. So, I mean, that's that's really where the bulk of my work go goes. I, you know, I do the DFS piece for Gridiron Experts. That's fun. Going to be joining uh, Game Day NFL with Anthony soon. So there you wow. go. The ink's not drying on that, but I'll be there shortly. And uh, It's drying. It's drying. It's drying. Yeah, and, uh, should I go? Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Terry. Yeah, I'm uh, Anthony Servino, the real NFL guru on Twitter. And, you know, yeah, uh, Mike and I have the FF Face Off podcast. We're both, uh, you know, lead writers at Great Iron Experts. I, I do some work over at Fantasy Pros. Uh, you know, Mike's a top, what, top three or top five ranker in the ECR right now. I'm, I'm 36. So, you know, Mike and I are everywhere, including the game day NFL, where uh, we will both be, uh, you know, putting out some sports betting content. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. We talked a little bit about that last time that yeah. you were here. Sports betting is right up my alley. I love the props, <laughs> particularly. There's a lot of great props to be had. Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for coming. And one thing I did want to mention too that last week we kind of touched on uh, was the potathon that you guys put on uh, for mental health. You know, as somebody who um, you know my family has been impacted by different mental health situations, I'm just really grateful for the work that you guys are doing. Uh, I told my wife today, I said, not only am I glad to have these guys on and, and to mix up DFS wise, I said they're great people who support great causes and and who put their money where their mouth is and really uh, done amazing things for mental health in this in this group of uh, you know fancy football analysts. So you guys are, are two of my heroes. So thank you for coming on, and it's going to mean a lot to me when I take your money. Uh, and now we're going to show you how it's going to happen. Potentially. Also, important to note, today is actually World Mental Health Day. So they, it is, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So, no, that's cheers. excellent. Excellent point. Yeah, jump on Twitter. And if you haven't, take some time, just read some of those posts and, and get to learn about people's experience. I think in general, yeah. whatever we're going through, it's helpful to understand what other people have gone through or, or they are experiencing just to kind of be in their shoes. It helps us with empathy. And it also helps us when it comes to just treating each other with respect and kindness every day. So two of the best are on right now. And uh, it's going to feel, I'm going to feel a little bad when, when I beat you down, but you know, we'll see you guys, you know, now you guys are the best. So, all right, well, let's, let's jump in. So the way we do this here is we have all submitted our, our lineups to DK. Um, Anthony, myself, and Michael don't know each other's lineups, of course, but we're going to go pick by pick. We're going to reveal who we've picked, kind of give a little rationale and talk about what matchups that we like this week that kind of led us to our decision. So let's jump right off and get into our quarterback matchups. I'm pulling down the first QB for everybody. And for those on the podcast, I am rolling out with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so is Anthony. He has Teddy Bridgewater. And then Michael has Jimmy G back, mm. back from his injury. Um, let's start with Teddy Bridgewater, Anthony, since we, we doubled up there. Talk about what you see in him this week. Listen, you know, Mike knows I'm not the biggest Teddy Bridgewater guy, but he had his best performance statistically last week, and now he's going to a matchup in Atlanta. This is projected to be a high-scoring game, uh, and this could be one of those games where I can actually see Atlanta not only winning, but, you know, with the lead the whole time, and we're going to have to see Teddy Bridgewater drop back a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I really see that game script as well. And and he has been building his first two games. He was you know, under 20 points. You know, his last game, he really came out there. He had two touchdowns. He still had the pick, but I think, you know, the, the, the touchdown on the, on the ground kind of was a surprise. Uh, I didn't see that coming. Um, yeah, but, you know, he does have that capability. He can get outside of the pocket and scramble and make plays with his feet. So you're able to pick up, you know, three, four points here and there as he scrambles for 30-plus yards last week. Um, Mr. Michael, I like this play with, with Jimmy G. Talk about you went contrarian to us. I mean, we didn't, you know, coordinate or anything, but you, know, you went with Jimmy G a little bit off the beaten path coming back. What do you see in him this week? That, that was part of the uh, reasoning behind Jimmy G. Jimmy G right now is uh, 20th in positional cost this week. So mm. uh, enjoyed that too. The price tag only 5,500, but you know, most of right now is a game time decision. And in the last two games, the 49ers quarterbacks have combined for 81 pass attempts. So if Mostert's not able to go, I think Jimmy's going to throw the ball and I think he's going to throw it a lot. And I think that bodes well for him then. I mean, Dolphins, Top 10 in points allowed in three out of the last four games. Well, there's been four games this year, so three games so far. Top 10 in points allowed. So I think Jimmy's going to be able to sling it. And listen, we've got Kittle back. Uh, Debo is back. And Ayuk is jumping over guys. So Ooh. I think he's got the options to throw it. So, No, I, I do like that play. And at that price tag, I mean, 5,500, uh, it's not stealing, but it, it feels like you're kind of getting away with something. You're getting away with a couple hundred bucks. Let's see yeah. how that comes back later uh, to play in, in the wide receiver and running back game because I'm sure that was a value play for for some other reasons as well. Let's jump down to our first running back. Oh my gosh! And we it's it's unanimous across the board, which <laughs> makes me feel good. We all have Clyde Edwards, uh, and and thank you, um, you know Steve Levy, E Lair um, in our lineup here. Um, Michael, let me start with you. Um, why are we putting? Why are we all playing him this week? What do you What do you think is the the common factor here? 
you know, he's just got to get himself in the end zone. And I think that this is a good opportunity for him to do it. I mean, right now, uh, the Raiders are tied with the Panthers for most total touchdowns allowed to running backs with eight. Um, you know, and he's getting the work. He's sixth in the league right now in, in attempts. And the Raiders, so far this year, week one, ninth in points allowed. Week two, fourth, then first, 20th last week. Against Buffalo, but their best goal line rusher is Josh Allen. Yeah. So whatever. But yeah. And I'm not surprised to see that across the board. That was one of those picks I put in. And I was like, two out of three are going to pick this guy. Yeah. 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 I like that. Anthony, how about you, sir? You know, Mike said all the right things. I love the matchup for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And, you know, the Raiders are giving up a, a ton of rushing touchdowns. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it's only a matter of time before he pops uh, because he is eighth amongst running backs in red zone touches with 16. Uh, this is going to be the coming out party. I think we're going to see the Clyde Edwards Hilaire that people drafted him as a top five or six running back uh, in the preseason. Yeah, no, I this is going to be that game. No, I think this is it. I, I agree with you. And, um, you know, he, he's he's seeing so many opportunities. And I think, you know, that's the thing is no one else is getting the touches in the red zone. No one else is getting the, those carries by the goal line. He hasn't cashed in yet. Uh, the touchdown regression progression is there. You know, right. um, I really see him you know, going off this week. He's somebody who can, you know, really triple that value, get into the 24 point, 25 point. Um, I think he is a staple for all cash games. I think if you don't have him, you're going to be hurting unless you, you kind of strike lightning in a bottle, but cash games more about those solid plays. So, you know, I respect that we all have him in there and I do think he will feast. One more thing real quick. Um, Sony Michelle looked like uh, an all pro against this defense. And uh, you know, I haven't seen Sony Michelle rush like that in ever in his whole career. He was electric against this defense. And so imagine Clyde Edwards Hilaire and how shifty he is, particularly when he gets to that second level where the linebacker play isn't as solid, where those holes turn into gaping holes. He's not going to run away from everybody, but he's going to get yards underneath. I think in the passing game, he's going to do some work as well. Now, uh, the one concern I have here for Clyde Edwards Hilaire that he has all these red zone touches. Ten of them came in week one. He's third in the NFL amongst running backs and goal line carries. I, I feel like all of them came in week one where they just kept giving it to him and giving it to him. Uh, since that 10 red zone carry week one, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had five uh, in the past three games. And the Chiefs also, for what it's worth, they promoted DeAndre Washington. Mm, I, I like those. Those are all little flies in the ointment, but I'm still not afraid. And I, none of us are, as we all went with them as our, our go-to RB1. Let's check out who we went with the RB2. This is going to say a lot about where the, the matchup is going to kind of divert for all of us. So let's pull down and see who is the, the second bride to be here. Oh, we've got all three different running backs. Excellent. Nice. That's excellent. Uh, Scott went with Mike Davis for the Panthers at – uh, 6,400. Anthony went with Todd Gurley uh, for the Falcons at 5,700. And then the FF realist, my guy Michael, went with James Robinson at 6,700. Uh, Anthony, let's start with you with the value play here out of these three backs. What do you see in Todd Gurley this week? You know, I love the matchup for Todd Gurley against the Carolina Panthers. They were one of the worst run defenses. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders. Carolina is not much better. And Todd Gurley, he's not the same efficient back. And I've said it for two years now. You're never going to see that Todd Gurley again. But I'm starting to come around. He has a nose for the end zone. Anytime he touches the football within the five-yard line, he seems to get in there. And I can see another one or two touchdown game for Todd Gurley in this one. 
Yeah, I, I called it last week. I had the, the two touchdown prop. You know, no, Anthony, I'm, I'm doubling down. Anthony, who was who was the guy that told you all summer long that he was going to be did. good for touchdowns? You did, but but oh, in redraft, in redraft, I'm never going to chase touchdowns. Yeah, whatever. Never. I was still right. <laughs> no, I like it. And, uh, you know, Michael, always feel free to jump in anytime and bust anybody's balls in this, yeah. on this show. This is a ball free. You know, you can bust them. Um, well, and I, I can be honest with you, we went back and forth on on my show, uh, the, the Fantasy Millionaires, about Todd Gurley. Uh, we liked him initially. His knee flared up in preseason and we kind of didn't like him. I think he is one of those guys who is going to be game flow dependent. And I think what you saw last week and what Anthony alluded to was getting those red zone carries. He makes the most of them. You know, and I think you said nose for the end zone. I've heard several people this week from my friends to commentators to say the same thing. And it's it's that that sense in the goal when he gets down by the goal line where that space is and how do you get to it? And once you get that that contact, how do you play through it? So I agree with you. He is a good candidate. And great job on your prop last week, hitting that touchdown. That's third great. in red zone touches. Todd yeah, with nineteen. He called it, and yeah, he he nailed that last week. Mm, I love that. That's excellent. And, and I'm always there to prop up, uh, uh, you know, a call like that. Those are great calls because they they're hard to do. You I know, also had Tanyan. I had Tanyan on Monday night for two. Oh, I love that. That was when I I had Tanyan going, and I I, I was down by twenty five, and I won. I was very nice. surprised that I didn't think yeah. I had a shot. Uh, excellent. So let's go to Michael. Michael, you are going with James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars. What we thought Leonard Fournette might be, you know, James Robinson is, is everything in that and, and maybe even more right now. He's getting yeah. all the touches, all the looks. Talk about this play. Yeah. By the way, if anybody sees me rubbing my mouth or anything and you see my nails, they are still painted. They are still, uh, you know, posted yeah, and, that on Twitter. I didn't, I was going to draw attention to it later, but here, you know, if you're watching the screen, I'm going to, I'm going to blow it up big here. Oh, we yeah. Got, yeah, we got, you know, Michael getting his nails painted here. Who's this lovely lady over here? What's going on? That is my niece, and she was getting her fingernails painted, and she said to me, she said, Uncle Mike, I'm going to paint your fingernails. So who, <laughs> who am I to say no to a pretty lady? So, and uh, there we go. But she, oddly enough, she only did one hand and left the other hand completely fine. So mm. I told That's her like that, and she didn't care. She just, you know. <laughs> she was you know done. what? It's a woman's prerogative. You know, kudos to you as an uncle. Well done, sir. Yep. Um, before I was a dad, I was an uncle. And, you know, uncle, sometimes you got to do some stuff that you didn't think you were going to do in the line of duty. Right. And then yeah. afterwards, you're like, nah, that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. That but wasn't yeah. too bad. Well but, done. Uh, but, but James Robinson, yeah, they are going against Houston. They're going to be in Houston. Robinson, like you said, priced at 6700 I mean, He's sixth right now in DK scoring it. And I, I like to look at the consistency of teams allowing points to a position. You know, I don't want to just look at what it is on a broad scope because there could be big games and little games, but yeah, Texans so far this year, 11th, seventh, seventh, and fourth in points allowed to the running back position. Um, you know, there's the whole narrative. Sure. They got Romeo Cornell in there now, and maybe that jazzes up the Texans a little bit, but I still think Robinson's going to eat. He's still a focal point of that offense. Uh, yeah, so I suspect he's going to do well. So this was an easy play for me. I mean, there was a couple running backs at the top that, to me, were no-brainers. One of them was Edwards Hilaire. The other one was Robinson, of course. And I like the Mike Davis call. And Anthony, I, I, I'm I, smirking pretty hard on the inside at the Todd Gurley pick. But I like it. I like <laughs> it. I, I, I flirted with that, too, the Todd Gurley. That, that's a huge beer, sir. Uh, when you're done drinking, let us know what is that. What, what's in well, there? 
This is this is low key today because I'm waiting for my delivery from Tavor. This is just simple Coors Light, um, but I do have some single barrel Jack Daniels, uh, to which I also Matcha. had. Yeah, I had some Jameson uh, signature blend, but there was only enough for two glasses. And like I told you guys off air, if I drank both glasses, the divorce papers would have been on my pillow. So uh, can't, so she can't go for that. So there you go. No, and, I like and, it. And Anthony's rocking a uh, very strong lemon water. Ooh. Oh, I like I don't, it. I don't even have lemon tonight. Just a bottle of water. Just a bottle of water. Well, so I, I, I like your pick a lot. And I, I'll tell you this. This is a, a stat that I heard. Um, it might have been from Graham Barfield or from Scott Barrett. I, one of them is going to kill me because it's the other one. Um, <laughs> but it was that, that there's only three running backs so far that have seen 90% of their team's touches or I'm sorry, um, carries and then 10 percent of their team's targets and so you know your boy james robinson fits into that category along with christian mccaffrey who's hurt and yeah. then you know i mean that th that's going to be a real big play for you guys the only other person is zeke who does that and zeke's priced up you know well over a thousand more so i think that's a great play you're getting all those touches last week he ran 26 routes and chris thompson ran 13 so yeah. Double the routes. Chris Thompson's not stealing those those PPR points there. Um, so I like it. I, I went with Mike Davis, and, and really it's a volume play for Mike Davis. He's getting yeah. so so much touch, so much touch everywhere. He's getting the pass attempts. He's getting the targets. You know, Bonifat is out. He's he's gone to the IR for the with an ankle injury, and so I just feel like he's the only game in town. And this game does have the. I could see this. I could see definitely Todd Gurley getting two touchdowns, and I could also see maybe Mike Davis getting two touchdowns. Maybe a rushing. And a receiving, uh, you know, he he ran a route on ninety percent of Teddy Bridgewater's dropbacks last game. So um, that's what you want in a running back. You don't want a running back who's staying in to block. You want a running back who is creating opportunity downfield and and, and creating space, uh, you know, underneath for yourself. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm hoping, you know, hit James Robinson. It was between Mike Davis and James Robinson for me. Um, they're in my player pool of must own RB. So um, I, I was expecting this to face him this week. Well done. Uh, you know, uh, Todd Gurley is a smart play, and I feel like it's going to come back to bite me in my game against him, particularly. So, Anthony, what was, Anthony what was your nickname for uh, Bonifun? Oh, uh, Reggie Bonerfun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds like riding to school, uh, high school on the bus in jeans. That's how Anthony rolls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, had class. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing but class. All right, let's jump down to our wide receivers and see. We kind of paid up a little bit at RB. Let's see if that impacted our wide receiver selections at all. Um, oh, coming out of the gate, we have Will Fuller for Scott, Robbie Anderson for Anthony, and then Michael has C.D. Lamb. I love all three of these. The, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, one of my 50-50, uh, my big 50-50, $100 lineups uh, that I'm going for you know, in, in DraftKings this week has Will Fuller, Robbie Anderson, and C.D. Lamb as my three wide receivers. So uh, this is heaven to me. I like all of these. Um, Anthony, let's start with you with Robbie Anderson. You're doing a little stack action here with Teddy Bridgewater. Talked about Robbie Anderson and where you see the value for him. Yeah, I always love seeing these quarterback wide receiver stacks. We both did that last week with Todd, uh, with Kenny Galladay and Matthew Stafford. So I'm going to go with the same type of uh, – a strategy this week, Robbie Anderson is 16th of fantasy points per game. He is clearly the number one wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. You know, uh, DJ Moore, one out of three games, he's been a fantasy disappointment. 
Uh, and, and Robbie Anderson looks like a completely different player. You know, Robbie played this well maybe two or three years ago when he had that big pop year. Uh, but I'm in on Robbie. I, I don't know. He's been dominating so far. And yeah. at that price point, uh, I, you can't go wrong. Yeah. It's almost at a four times his salary value this week. I mean, how many average points per game he's getting. Uh, that's ridiculous. And and he's not guaranteed to hit that. But if he if he let's say he goes under it and he gets it at, at three times the value, he's still crushing, you know, at, at 20 points in the game. You still want that out of that fifty nine hundred dollar that, that you, you pay for that. You say I'm going to get 20 points or 18 points out of you know fifty nine hundred. I'll take it every single time. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's an excellent play. Let's talk about C.D. Lamb, who is the wide receiver, two on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I named my team um, in, in my redraft, my big money, home league, the league of record, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my team name is C.D.'s T.D.'s. Mm-hmm. And last week you got to C.D.'s T.D.'s because he was my guy to go for two. So we all kind of got guys that went for two last week. Yeah. Um, I love him. I played him every single week. And – he is uh, a top 25 talent and he is priced down. I mean, he's up, he's yeah. up, he's up 800. He's still right. priced down for his value. Talk about what you bring, what he brings, sorry, to your lineup this week. When you, you know, and, and you talk about like where he's priced, you know, currently sitting at uh 6,000. Um, two guys in front of him that I just, DJ Moore, who has done little to nothing, you know, Anthony talked about Robbie Anderson. DJ Moore has been virtually non existent there. And then, Terry McLaurin, who's in a not so hot matchup with a new, you know, with with a new quarterback. So, to me, Ceedee Lamb is a no brainer. Seventeenth in uh, DraftKings points scored among wide receivers right now, uh, to the tune of sixty eight point two. So, yeah, I cool. I think he's I think he's going to continue to eat in this offense, and I think that, you know, the big question and during this year with the Dallas Cowboys from a fantasy football perspective was how is the ball going to be distributed? We knew yeah. Dak was going to do well, but what percentage? And we're seeing after a few weeks, CeeDee Lamb is the number two receiver. There is no debate. There is no denying. The air yards are there for Gallup, but the production is yeah. not there. So, yeah, to me, this was a slam dunk, no doubt pick, and I loved it. And, I, yeah, and I, too, have played him multiple weeks, and I actually traded for him in my home league, which mm. is nicknamed the Macho Kings. So I love every that. time, so every time I beat an opponent, I'm undefeated right now. I I text them a gif of a nice elbow drop, you know, just just, just to let them know what's happening. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell you, Michael, I don't know how it took us this long to become friends because that sounds like some some hot fire. I love that. I love that you went and got the guy, and then you throw him in your lineup. Yep. Um, I think this week I got. I'm starting him as my wide receiver too in my league, and I, I do think he's going to hit again. This is the thing about. The, the, the Dallas Cowboys offense this year it is they don't want to have to throw the ball this much. Let, let, let me explain this. I think people are like, oh, they're epic. It's just throwing in the ball. Their defense is atrocious. Absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah. they've been fumbling the ball and not holding on to the ball. Zeke has fumbled the ball multiple times in games. Uh, it, it's, it's been it's been a rough ride. And then all of the pressure on on Dak has forced him to the middle of the field. And in that 15 to, to mm-hmm. 10 to 15, 20 range. He's not yeah. getting downfield to Gallup. He doesn't have time. He has three-step drops. He has crossers. He has guys doing outs and and, and slants. And so those fast guys are C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and he's got his tight end right there in the middle of the field. That's all he has time for. It's not a product of Michael it, Gallup sucks. It's not. They just all. lost Tyron Smith for the year, too. I heard that. Yeah, neck, done. 
Anthony, do you want to do you want to talk about do you want to talk about uh, Mike Nolan at all? This seems like an opportune time to ask the Cowboys fan about the defensive coordinator over there. You uh, talk maybe about Monday, that? Monday. Is, is, is he I'm, Mike, I'm Mike Nolan out right now. So, so <laughs> Mike Nolan was was the then not now the then Washington Redskins defensive coordinator about 15 years ago when he first uh, broke into the league, and he was the worst. And was the worst. It was you, – you, you would see a play, and it would be like, they've got four wide receivers on the field. Why do you have four line? What are – oh, my hey, – look at the slot. Like, you, you would see it in real time, and Mike Nolan would – and you're a fan who's having a few Miller lights, and you're 17. I mean, I mean, allegedly. allegedly. Anyway, I'm just going to say, terrible. I'm not a fan of Mike Nolan. Uh, axe grinding on Monday, Anthony. I, I might have to tune in. Must listen to grinding on on Mike Nolan. I, I'm, my, I'm down. My favorite line of this whole show was when Anthony said, "I'm all Mike Nolan out." That's it. You I can't. I can't. I can't guy. deal with it. <laughs> it's it's not good. It's not good. Well, uh, so I love both of your picks. I went with Will Fuller. And you know, speaking of not good, yep. the Texans fired their head coach and general manager and saboteur and general provocateur <laughs> of, of evil on their franchise. You know, Bill O'Brien, or as I call him, Evil Bob. I hated him. Uh, I hated him. He's just a bad football person. And, and he, from the stories that came out about how he treated DeAndre Hopkins, listen, I got to tell you, as a man who understands other men, if you've had several children with several different people, you know what? God bless you that, that you have been able to make people. I'm not going to trade you away and devalue you as a person because your morality is different than mine. Like, that's just not how I treat other people. If you're a bad person, if you're abusive and you're not kind and you're whatever, that's different. But, but, but morally, I think that guy is an idiot and yeah. uh, I don't trust him at all. And so he's, he's out. And I think who's in, is, is this team. I think this team gets a, just like a bump. You know, like when the teacher is out and the sub comes in and the class is just like, yeah, I feel good today. I feel like they woke up, woke up all week being like, that guy, Bob is gone. Get him out. Uh -huh. And, you know, Romeo Cornell's not a genius, but I think he's smart enough to say, all right, our best player is by far Deshaun Watson. Put the ball in his hand yep. against a Jacksonville defense that has made Phillip Effing Rivers look like a superstar in week one. Are you kidding me? Yep. Philip Rivers? He throws a, a, a pick at the end of games prolifically in the last two years. No one has thrown more picks in the last couple of games. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on a soapbox here. But this this has an opportunity, I think, for Will Fuller to get those three TDs he used to have. So, you know, if you're doing big money GPPs, Will Fuller is a play. Will Fuller is a play across the board. It is a risky play for me. I, you know, but it's not. He's, he's up uh. there. You know, he's playing really, really well. So I, I, I'm, I'm hoping this happens. Any comments on Will Fuller, gentlemen? I've got Will Fuller. I think it's a great pick. I've got him in my DraftKings DFS article for, for DraftKings, um, which you can get over at gridironexperts.com. But, yeah, oh, it's yeah. just I, – I, I, I'm always a big critic of Will Fuller because he's you not are. able to stay healthy. But guess what? Currently, as of right now, he's healthy, and this situation <laughs> looks promising as hell. So – and you look at him so far this year, except for that one game where what was that against the uh, somebody helped me where the, the Ravens, yeah, he, yeah, where he was stretching out all game. His yeah. hamstring was not working, right? Yeah. Right, but right now his hamstring appears to be working. So uh, fire him up, man! No, I, yeah. I, I I love that pick. Yeah, well, I just want to say I want to do a shout out to people who um, have recency uh, bias. Let, let's talk about DFS for like half a second. The idea of DFS is daily. That D stands right. for like dependent. And, and health-wise is a big part of, of all of our selections and all of our choices. And so I think 
when you think of Will Fuller and you go, eh, Will Fuller's hurt all the time, right? Well, no, he's, he's not hurt all the time. He's hurt several games at a time. Just look and see if he's playing. If he's playing, he is a, a bomb waiting to go off. And in the offense where he's getting 10, 11 targets a game, nine nine catches for over 100 and a touchdown, <laughs> sign me up for that. I'll he take that. A, he is a DFS darling, and he is a redraft regret, in my opinion. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, roll. So. I agree. I, I think that the redraft, you know, you can't bank on him for the whole season. But but in the daily, you got to think in the here and now. And I think the cool part about doing this each week, and you guys do it each week too, is that it makes you think about it as a, like a stock type thing where you're like, what's, how is it today? What's the, oh, Will Fuller? No injury report? To, good, good, good. That's okay. It, yeah. Julio, he's, oh, no, Julio's down. Julio's down. Okay. Tyree kills. Okay. He's good. Okay. So that's how my mind works with all these guys. Cause if you think you have a fixed opinion on anybody, you're not going to win any money in DFS because your, your mind is just going to be cemented yep. in an old thought. And, you know, we got to be fluid here. So sure. that's my little PSA for kind of staying frosty when it comes to thinking. Um, let's jump down to, our next wide receiver, and see where we're all at here. Oh, shit. No wonder. Anthony's got Will Fuller. Uh, I've got C.D. Lamb. And then Robbie Anderson is with, with – with, Wow. Wow, this this is awesome. Um, yep. I like you guys even more now. We kind of <laughs> we pumped all these guys up. Is there anything we want to say about any one of them that maybe we haven't touched on that you <clears> – <throat> Was, is burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have a, okay, Mike, you want to go? I, or no, go I was, yeah, I was just going to simply say, Anthony said all the right things about Robbie earlier. Um, and, you know, while he hasn't had a 20-point game since week two, he did get 11 targets last week. And this opportunity, which Anthony said, against this defense this weekend, I'd say it's a prime matchup. So, to me, this was a no-brainer. You know, on, on Will Fuller, I do have concerns, right? Just like I have concerns about Robbie Anderson. Volume. Will Fuller, you would think this year we were going to see a lot more volume out of Will Fuller. No, DeAndre Hopkins. He's only averaging 5.5 targets a game, and he blanked against uh, Baltimore altogether. But the outlier here is that Will Fuller is getting you uh, at least 15 PPR points a game in, in three out of the four games. And this week against Jacksonville, he doesn't have the greatest history against the Jaguars. And the one bright spot on this team is their secondary. Rookie C.J. Henderson is a top 20, top 25 cornerback right now in the NFL. And he looks like he's the real deal. Uh, this is the matchup I'm, I'm looking for uh, as Will Fuller against C.J. Henderson. That's a great one to watch. And I really love when the, the coverage team can zone in on that. And if they do several plays to Will Fuller, which I think they will, you're going to get to see that matchup right away. Yep. And you get to see it tested out and to see kind of how it goes. And and if he can beat him, you know, maybe over the top or make him think he's going to go over the top, I think that's what it comes down to is, is when you're a rookie, you don't know what the player's going to do. And, and you've got to give him a little bit of space, especially Will Fuller. So I, I want to see how he plays him off the line, if he's up in his face, if he's aggressive. I, I want to kind of see how he, he does that. So that's a, that's a great call. Yep. And then I'm just going to say uh, C.D. Lamb – CD Lamb, CD Lamb. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I love it, and uh, I, I hope that we have a different wide receiver three, and it's not just the same because that would be hilarious. But uh, we didn't coordinate any of this, and my lineup went in. And here's how I do this, everyone. So everyone knows, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a teacher, and I believe in the integrity of the test. You don't look at other people's papers. That's just not how it goes. I do put the show together, and I get the boxes, and I insert them. But honestly, I'm staring at the salary in the corner, and I'm trying not to look at anything because I don't I don't want to see who mm -hmm. people. And so it is a surprise to me. I love it. It's great. This it, it is makes fun, it man. Funner. Yeah, it makes it fun. So we, none of us know. There's no, no one knows. I don't know. I didn't look at them. 
Um, and my kids were screaming in my ear when I put it together, so I wasn't even paying attention anyway. I'm, not, I'm not surprised how many picks we have that are the same thus far because uh, great minds think alike. So I, I got to say, we're all cashing in this weekend or we're all going down with the ship. So I feel I'm in good company, you know, either way. Yeah, I'm pleased. All right. Okay, good. Oh, now we are a little different, just a little bit. I. I went with Robbie Anderson, guys. So I put all of us together. We're all tied to the three, these three guys, too, because I have Robbie Anderson. You guys jumped into the Darius Slayton pool, which is cool. Mm. And I want to hear what you guys think about this matchup. Uh, let's just be honest. We we knew Daniel Jones was going to be hot shit. Sorry to the kids, uh, especially <laughs> Denny's kids if they're listening. You know, Denny, why are you letting your kids listen to my show? You know what I do. Um, <laughs> you you but, know better. Yeah, come on, man. But anyway, um, you know, sorry, he's. We knew that though. He was facing like top ten defenses the first four games. This is his first matchup, which looks like you and I uh, and Anthony. We could go out there. We could throw the ball around against this Dallas Cowboys and score some points ourselves. Yeah. Is that going to happen? What well, do you guys think? I'll, I'll, I'll let Anthony. I just want to say something really quick, but I want Anthony to take the bulk of this because it's about his Cowboys and the Cowboys defense, and Anthony is well tuned in to the Cowboys. The only thing I want to say is just that. Um, and I put this in my article with DraftKings when I nominated uh, Slayton. It was that I would not recommend, though, stacking Daniel Jones and mm -hmm. Slayton. I don't think right. that Daniel Jones can be trusted. But I do think that the Cowboys defense is bad enough that Slayton or and or Ingram will do some damage. So mm. that's all I wanted to say. Anthony, you are the uh, Cowboys aficionado. So uh, have at it. Well, the schedule is certainly going to open up for Darius Layton and, and the Giants. And, and Darius Layton, I love the price point. He's getting consistent targets, uh, seven targets in three out of four games and a six in the other one. He's getting the usage. My issue here, Daniel Jones has not thrown a touchdown pass since week one. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been bad. Since week and, two. Week two is the last touchdown they scored. Right. And as bad as this Dallas defense is, and I'm going to throw, you know, a, a fan kind of take here. Mm. We hear this week Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones saying, you know, it's going to come together. Mike Nolan's been around the league. I guess they haven't seen his stats as a defensive <laughs> coordinator. But sure, guys, he's been around. He's, uh, he's, he's, he wasn't around the, about his job. Right. But, he's been around the league. He keeps getting fired. But is, that you, like, you know, is that like when your boy brings around a girl that's been around and then like you guys are like, that right. girl's been around and like, yeah, she's great. She knows all my friends. And you're like, <laughs> right, bro, right. <laughs> that's Mike Nolan. <laughs> but now, uh, you know, as the Cowboys, you're getting a little bit of a run here. Against the teams like the Giants, you have Washington, you have the Cardinals. They're all, in theory, winnable games, especially this week against New York. If Daniel Jones struggles and turns the ball over because Dallas does have a pass rush, this Dallas defense can have a big game and all of a sudden, well, you know, makes Mike Nolan look good. Yeah. And, and it's more about Daniel Jones than the Dallas defense. You get what I mean? No, I agree. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a tipping point. One or the other has to kind of hit. Like, if they get pressure on Daniel Jones, they're going to make this secondary look like, you know, it's top five. Right. And right. he's going to throw interceptions, and it's going to make it like look like all, all is well in Dallas, and it's not. It's not. No. So I, that is my concern with Darius Slayton and everybody else in New York. It's yeah. such, a, such, such a stupid statement, uh, statement to say he's, he's been around the league. Like, yes, he's been around the league because he continuously goes to places. Well, saying he's uh, experienced. Inspiring. He's experienced. Okay. Well, listen, 
he was a 49ers head coach. You guys know him, diehard yep. 49er fan. Nicest thing I could say about that guy, super well-dressed. That was when he wanted right, to wear but, the but suit that, yeah. on the sideline. Boom, that, that's what he's known for is the suit. I'm saying that's all I've got. That's all I've got. I've got nothing else to He's not your coach. That. That's a good thing. I mean, you know. And well, we also employed Jim Tom Sula. Yeah. Oh, geez. Jim Tomasula farting in his press conferences. Jeez, oh, my God. I, I never drank more in my life than when Jim Tomasula was a head coach of the 49ers. Mm. That, that is like they're, – they're like the Freddy Kitchens of defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. Um, that's a great segment to – or a, a segue, anyway, to, to go down to our tight ends. Let's see how we, we, we went. Oh, uh, I did go, Evan Ingram, speaking of that – Situation. I wanted to segue myself into that. I- I'm not super excited about this pick. Honestly, this was a value pick because I did pay up for some other friends, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a little worried about the the offensive line against this Dallas pass rush. They're, they're not terrible. They're not. You know, um, I think the off the the the, um, the linebackers have been hit. You know, the core has been hit. The offensive line has been hit. There's there's some big weaknesses. The Dallas Cowboys have been kind of put on display for everybody to see. Um, but their offensive, or sorry, their, their defensive pass rush isn't one of them, and so I'm hoping they kind of get to him, and he can just dump it down to Ingram, and Ingram can kind of run in space, yeah. you know. And that, that's kind of my hope. He's priced down; he's a value. Uh, I'm not super duper excited. It's just more that Dallas has given up, you know, to the tight end. It's been a back and forth experience with Dallas every single week, and someone has to score the points against Dallas. So I'm hoping it's Ingram. You guys are banking on Slayton. I like that. We have the same game. We're thinking the same thing. We just have a different, you know, kind of pivot point of who's going to get those points, or maybe it's going to be spread around and we're kind of both getting the value. We'll see. I thought about Evan Ingram too. You know, he's third in targets at tight end, number one in route participation, number two in routes run, sixth in team pass plays per game. He's in a slot, uh, the fifth most of any tight end. So they're using Evan Ingram to his strength. Again, it comes down to Daniel Jones. And this is the game, in theory, Daniel Jones and the rest of this Giants offense should get going. Pounding yeah. that desk. I like it, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's bringing the fire, guys. That's got to tell you. If you don't, if you don't know the FF faceoff, it, it's crushing right now. It's just yeah. bringing the heat. I, I love both these guys already. So, well, I I always say I always say it's always so funny. Anthony gets so riled up, he's pounding the desk, this and that. <laughs> but and and I always say, oftentimes, who's drinking on this show? You or me? You know, Anthony's always with the Rockstar Energy drink. But yeah, he's uh bringing that straight fire. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I I drink or you know uh, you sometimes. know vape or whatever. Just to kind of chill out because in general, like I am Anthony. Like I wake up, I'm just like, hey, yeah. you know, like, oh, oh, hey, hey, no, no, you calm the fuck down yeah. there, guy. Calm you down, know, have a drink. Calm down. I get excited. I get I get amped up. I'm the kid who's just like, we're gonna play dodgeball. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, like, okay, okay. No, you're yeah. not a captain. You can't, you're too you're too excited. Yeah, you're gonna yeah, do yeah, really yeah. well. We're gonna you know? pick we're gonna pick you last, just hoping you calm down. That's right. It. Well, in Red Rover, my favorite thing I did in, in, in kindergarten in Red Rover was when they sent one of the girls over. She was a very sporty girl. She was way taller than me, and she was strong. She she was just going to crush everybody who was there. She I, I was never letting go. I grabbed the guy's wrist. I said, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And I, I, I got you. You're going to fall down, but I got you. She ran through. She tried to run through, and then I just boinged her back on her back. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't look back. I, you can't come at me. I, you, I, I'm an offensive lineman by trade, you know, defensive lineman by night. I did I did both. I was on the practice squad for offense, and then they would call the practice squad for defense, and I would just – I was on – I would stay there. i just turn around, and I'd be on the other line. So, you know, 
I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And, and you know, I think your guy, you know, Kittle is my guy too. In, in, in animal spirit animal, they said, "Who's your NFL spirit animal?" It's George Kittle, man. That right. guy just I, I get just. I mean, I see him on the TV and I jump up. I'm just like, oh, you know. And um, I get I get going talking about him right now. You know, I feel like Anthony is in in me right now. It's just uh, I, I I love George Kittle. Tell me about him for you, Michael. Does he give you the, the you know the excites like he gives me? Every day I wake up and I do a few things. I think the good Lord that I've got my wife and that she puts up with my nonsense. God bless her. And then I thank the good Lord that he brought me George Kittle mm. and he is, mm. and that he is on the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, so yeah, I mean the, the whole love affair aside. Yes, I do love George. I love the energy he brings it. And it is, as you were saying, it is most certainly infectious, but mm. to me, I'm in, listen, this Dolphins team has done pretty well against tight ends. But to me, when you're talking about a guy like Kittle or a guy like Kelsey, they sort of crack that whole mantra of, you know, this team is good against this position because this is at the top of his game. Um, yeah. And I, you know, we, we I talked about Jimmy earlier, and this was kind of the method to my madness. This was how I started my lineup. I wanted to go Garoppolo and Kittle. Um, so, I think that even though Garoppolo has all of his weapons now, he's got Debo, who he's familiar with, and he's got, you know, he's got Brandon Ayuk. I think in order for him to get into a rhythm in this game, I think he's going to have to throw the ball early to George Kittle. No, I'm not suspecting another 15 for 15 and a 40-point game out of George Kittle. Let's, you know, let's be realistic here. But I am expecting, you know, 20-point game. I think that's well within it. And uh, so I had no problem paying up. I believe he's, what, uh, 6,000? Uh, yeah, 6,600 on DraftKings. So I had no problem paying that up. And uh, it gives me more incentive to enjoy that Niner game tomorrow. Now, I, I love it. And also, you got to think about him as a wide receiver one. And right. so really, you're pricing him up against those wide receiver ones in DK. And, you know, he's priced under – you know, Tyreek Hill, who's, you know, 69, you know, 100 for the first time I've ever seen in a while. So, which is a great value. We didn't, we didn't do any Chiefs in, in this stack so far, but, um, uh, you know. Which is fascinating. We had Clyde. We had Clyde. Oh, oh yeah. Clyde. Well, I mean, yeah. like the pass catchers. But, yeah, yeah, but Clyde could, yeah, Clyde could definitely, yeah, be a pass catching. But I did, um, I, I did flirt with uh, Nicole Hardman a little bit. I did flirt with that. I, I've I flirted. I think I think Nicole is in the same vein as Rugs this this week, and, and guys who are are, are kind of great GPP dart throws. Oh, I love Rugs, man. Yeah, they do hit. Those are some of my favorite. You could pay up a running back and then throw those little darts in your flex or in, in your in your wide receiver, and maybe give yourself like one really strong wide receiver. One. Um, no, I, I like it. Let's talk about your pick, Anthony, because we're we're in the same game here. You know, I'm the tight end from the Giants. You're the tight end from the Cowboys. You know, when when Blake Jarwin went down. Yeah. I think we kind of thought next man up a little bit because he was on the waiver wire the first week and people did pick him up. But, you know, Schultz has really stepped up and he now is priced above Evan Ingram this week. You you reached a little bit over me, not that you reached, but, you know, I mean, like you you went higher uh, by a by a thousand to, to do that. Talk about him. Well, there's here's the downside with with Dalton Schultz. And, I, you know, I look at both ends. Uh, the Giants a couple of years ago, for a very long time, they were one of the worst teams. They were like the Cardinals against the tight end. And really, we saw it last year and it's spilling over to now this year. And a lot to do, a lot has to do with Jabril Peppers. Uh, the mm. Giants are giving up like the six fewest fantasy points per game to the tight end position. They haven't given up a touchdown yet. Uh, and their worst 
uh, outing was uh, four for 49. They are giving up nothing to the tight end. Now, the good with Dalton Schultz, uh, you're paying what? What am I at? 48 with him, and you're paying 46 for Evan Ingram. The difference is Dalton Schultz is eighth in fantasy points per game uh, amongst the tight ends. He's highly used. He's highly yeah. productive with his opportunity. And the two best games we've seen, I believe, out of Dalton Schultz uh, were both in Dallas, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know, against Atlanta, tight end seven, and last week yeah. against Cleveland, tight end four. And just to go back really quick, because you know we were talking about you know my guy, my 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 guy Blake Jarwin who went down absolutely crushed my heart. Anthony knows I was I I despise the Cowboys, but funny enough, in in my home league I own Press uh, Prescott. I've got you're going to be a Cowboys fan soon. (laughs) I mean I'm root for him each week, but uh, or their offense at least. but yeah, but I, um, Schultz did himself no favors in that week one matchup. If you remember when Jarwin went down, a lot yeah. of drop passes. So right. that might have been yeah. why in redraft, some people might have saw him on the waiver wire that first week and said, that's eh, okay. I, I faded him. I, I was actually looking at Blake Bell. I, I, I faded him too. Blake Bell's very athletic. Very athletic. Yeah. I, I, I faded him as well. But just saying, good on Schultz for taking advantage of the opportunity, playing fantastic. So. And yeah. I, 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 I like that pick too. Like that. Well, and one thing I do want everyone to know is that we've, we've talked a lot of crossover wide receivers. And if you're playing bingo at home, which I know you all are keeping track of who's Absolutely. got who. Yeah, they um, got to be. Yeah. So I have CD Lamb, but Anthony does not have CD Lamb and, mm. and Michael does. And mm. so Anthony's stock in that offense is Schultz. So that just so you guys understand how we, we do have two CD Lambs. We all have Robbie Anderson, and then we have you know, two Will Fullers. And so we're kind of all dancing around with each other in this. So I want to clarify for people who are maybe their bingo card got you know shifted. You know, um, for what it's worth, and I'm pulling it up right now, I, I think the two weeks CD Lamb popped were the two weeks at home that uh, Dolan Schultz popped. I'm just double-checking Lamb. Yep, both, yep, exactly. So then we all pop. So we yeah. all... That would be great. And that's that middle-of-the-field theory right that there. I, we've been talking about. Um, and thinking of theories uh, about how this game goes, I would would not be surprised if, if this game shot. Just you know, just saying, throwing out there theory wise. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to be worried about Mario Cooper. This is why I do like CD Lamb and, and um, Dalton Schultz this week. The another, you know, I talked about uh, Jabril Peppers being a bright spot for the Giants. James Bradbury is another top Ooh. thirty corner in the league, probably a top twenty. I have to double check, but he's been locking down receivers all year, and he's going to be matched up with Amari Cooper. My yeah, I think it was on Robert Woods last week as well. And, you know, I have Robert Woods in redraft. He, he didn't he didn't get over, you know, 10 points. So I, that was a, you know, that was a, not a great day for Robert Woods. My boy Anthony is wicked smart. Put you you know there. what? Here's, yeah, here's, no, I'm sorry. A, a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, uh, a top. Yeah, he is a top 20 uh, uh, cornerback. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He, here's the cool part, Michael. You know, when, when you reached out and you said Anthony wanted to jump in here, mm-hmm. you know, I – I told him last week it was an honor for, for be able to do with, with both of you guys, but it was cool to be able to do it with both of you guys. Like, you know, I, I wasn't like, all right, first I will have Michael and then I will trick out. Will get out me. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not a grand schemer, you know, between you guys, you know, everybody listening here on the pod and stuff, you know, Michael has reached out to me in DMS, you know, what, you know, just relationally uh, I appreciate everybody reaching out and not that Anthony didn't or couldn't, you know, but there's so many, I mean, so many people on Twitter. I follow over 5,000 people. You know, they lifted my cap. Thank you, Twitter, for finally letting me be somebody who can follow more than 5,000 people. Apparently, that's a big, you can't, unless you're, really? 
Uh, yeah. So here's what happens. Most people don't follow that many people right. or you're like a bot, just like a, a computer program. So they, right. they, Twitter just kind of caps everybody at it. Um, but for me, I really I started by following a bunch of people because I was a fan. And so I, I, I followed you guys way before you followed me. I probably had no followers. Then I was a fan just trying to, to learn and grow and become better at, at fantasy football, DFS, everything. You know, just that, yeah, that yeah. that's me as a person. I, I'm a, a grower, not a shower. You know, I, I get it done by really learning what I don't know. And so um, I just follow people all the time. And then once I started getting a following and lots of people started following me, it was great. But then it, it, at 5,000, I just hit a wall and it would say, you can't do it. You can't do it. You know, and it was so it, weird. It was so weird. And I, I read about it and it was basically that's a cap they put on everybody's account. But on celebrities and people who are prolific Twitter people who just tweet all the time and who have lots of followers and, and you know, maybe it's over 5,000 or I'm near 5,000. So um, maybe they're like, OK, this guy's substantial enough to he's interacting. It just made it so I couldn't follow people back, which is a big That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's stupid. And for me, I'm a free range guy, man. I'll follow everybody and anybody. And I, I'm not, you know, um, yeah. I, I appreciate when anybody follows me. But anyway, long story short. You know, Michael and I had built a rapport, and I appreciate Michael's relationship building and, and caring for me as, as a person, not even fantasy football related. Like, that was cool with Michael. Uh, and then to meet Anthony, it's the same thing, man. Just like it's an amazing guy, stand up guy. And you see where they come together as a great force, too, to do all that they've done. I can, I can just see it in, in my interaction. So, thank you guys. And, and like I said before, it's going to feel good when, when, when I win. So, let's talk about how I'm going to win. And, I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little yeah. bit of a grower, but I'm more of a shower. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, I've seen showers before, uh, and, and I'm a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Anthony's I'm, definitely a shower. He just doesn't yeah. 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 Well, what are we showing? We're going to show, <laughs> show I'll, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. There you go, buddy. Gonna, Well, you know, me and Michael are swinging <laughs> the same stick. Uh, and then, you know, Anthony's sing swinging the same stick as Michael is up in his RB2. So let's talk about, we got, um, you know, Antonio Gibson for, for myself and for, for Michael. And then Anthony nice. has got James Robinson. So Ooh, I mean, the RBs are just beautiful this week. Uh, this this you know, is going to be close, man. I, I played around. I'm going to get some I, more beer. Initially, <laughs> I had James Robinson. <laughs> Initially, I had James Robinson in my RB2 spot. Then I took him out, and I was shifting around. I had guys like Le'Veon Bell, Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, all in this flex spot because I like using another running back. And then I ended up messing around with, uh, you know, a couple other positions and landed on, uh, you know, to where I could have a good enough team and still have J-Rob in my lineup. And a lot of this has to do with the matchup against the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. This year, Houston's secondary is playing pretty good. Uh, I'm not big on Chark this week, but you can run on Houston. You can gash Houston, and, and that's what James Robinson does the best. Uh, you know, used in a passing game, used in between the tackles. He's explosive. Um, doesn't get a lot of red zone touches. Uh, only six red zone touches on a year. And we talked about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire earlier, where he, had, where he had six goal line touches in week one. So I am worried uh, about that for James Robinson, but this should be a game where he should collect total yards and hopefully a score to put him over the top. No, I think it's a great pick. And, and you know, we talked about stats with him earlier. Uh, one, one thing that is uh, really interesting, you know, when I, when I think about the, the backfield and how it kind of evolved, you know, th there was nobody 
really that we knew who was going to take the bell cow role after Fournette. We didn't think it was going to be one person. We thought it'd be a, a kind of a committee approach. You have a bunch of guys. The way it's turned into, it's turned into one guy. And, and I heard a tweet today from one of the beat reporters in Jacksonville who said, and they said, well, well somebody in D.C. who used to follow Jay Gruden, who was the coach of the Washington football team previously, they said, oh, you got to love Jay Gruden. He tweeted out, or they tweeted out in behalf of him, that he wants to get James Robinson more second-half carries this week. So, like, it, it, it is – like, it, it's one of those things where you wonder how football games go, and you're like, why is this happening? It's not just scheme. You know, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is the, is the guy in the lab. He's scheming. You know, he's scheming to get Kittle the ball. You know, all those plays he did last week with him to get him 15 catches, I bet you every single one of those plays was designed, like, Almost like that. He wants those things to happen. I feel with Jay Gruden, it's the same way when it comes to James Robinson. He is just so excited to have somebody who he can play with. And he's not in charge. He's not the guy who's asking questions. And the Washington media, by the way, is some of the sharpest knives in the drawer. A bunch of the guys who've worked in Washington have gone on to ESPN and, you know, the athletic and, and every other place you can think of. And so Jay Gruden standing in front of, 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 of these reporters getting hit up with the tough questions he doesn't do it anymore. He can just go, I got James Robinson. I got a better Chris Thompson. Hey, Chris Thompson, bye-bye. You're not getting hurt. James Robinson, I think, really has an opportunity to, yeah. to, to win, win this this for you, man. I, I think this gives Anthony like, like a, a five-point yeah. edge over myself yeah. personally. I'm not going to talk about Michael's team because you know I want them to argue it out because that's that's what I've been waiting for. Because what I've heard is, is that you know you guys love each other, but there's also – there's friction at times because there's two, we got two alphas, which, yeah. you know, for me, I live with women and so I'm the beta. So I never get to be the alpha. So when I get hey. to come, yeah, I come here, I'm just like excited to be here, but I got two alphas. And so I want you guys to kind of talk about where Antonio Gibson leaves you, Michael, compared to, you know, Anthony with James Robinson right now. This is close. My, Mike's going to be killing the bugs in a relationship. I'll put that, <laughs> put it that way. Oh yeah. If he had that tweet today. Uh, you know, said, said he's moving and he sends me the tweet, and it's a bug on the wall. No, it wasn't the wall, it was the outside pillar walking into my front door. I literally called my wife three times when she didn't answer. I went to the back door and banging, god, banging, not the, not the Anthony, good kind of bang. No, no. Anthony, Anthony, any thoughts? I'm petrified just, of things like that. Any thoughts of just simply taking off your shoe and smashing that thing to smithereens? Nope, what if it jumps on me? No, well, you smith you you you, well, you gotta be fast. If, if if you ain't first, you're last. You gotta be quick. Hey, Anthony, I'm gonna tell you a story that might scare nope. you a little bit. I, I watched Arachnophobia after it came out. It was on TBS, so it wasn't even in the theater. I'm on TBS, I'm like 12 or something, 13. I don't know. I'm 41 right now, folks. So I'm dating myself. I don't know when it came out. I'm watching it on TV. The spiders start jumping out of things. It's a scary movie. It's about being scared of spiders, whatever, right? I shouldn't have watched it. I was already arachnophobic. I've had tons of bad experiences with spiders. That very day, or no, the, the next day, the next day, not that day, the next day, I go into my room. He's shaking I, his head. He I, see, I see a wolf. <laughs> I, I live in Maryland. I live in Maryland. I see a wolf spider. Ooh. and it's, it's a big, hairy mf'er. I'm like, damnation. I live in the basement, uh, you know, of a, of a house with my family. I'm, I'm one of, of seven other people, eight other people. So I'm, you know, seven other people live around the house. I have my own room in the basement. I'm like, I got to kill this, this son of a bee. I start chasing our room. I'm banging it. It, it. Eventually, I can't kill it. It gets up under my box spring. 
It runs up to – I lift up my bed. My mattress is flown over. It's gone. It's not on the bed anymore. The box springs up. I have a golf club in my hand. I look down, and there it is, the, like inside my box spring. I start smashing it. I kill it. And then I look next to it, and there's another one. And then I kill that one. And then next to it is uh, uh, some eggs. And so I get the vacuum. I clean them all out. If I hadn't seen that MFR, I would have been hatched upon in my bed. So you, you can't vacuum it up when it's alive because it'll crawl out. No, no, you got to kill them. And that's I'm, yeah. I'm in my bed. In my bedroom, it's like a 14 year old, you know, exaggerated oh. sweating. I probably smelled like shit. I have a, and here's the thing I didn't kill it with the head of the golf club. I killed it. I had the head in my the hand. I, I was using the knob to kill it. And, and it's like, I felt like I was in Braveheart. Like, literally, I'm just like, you son of a bitch! And I was so scared. And then I searched my whole room. I found a couple more little spiders. And, and I live, I'm in the basement right now. Shocker. Guess who is the baddest MFer in here? It's me. Anything I, I see, man, I, grew, I got past my fear that day. I got my sandals. I've got, I'm ready to yeah. kill any and everything. And I got gerbils. And so if I kill you, I feed you to my germs. I am I am I like a ninja. If I see a Me bug, too. I murder it. Like I will I will baseball slide it and slap that thing. And I've done it so many times where the wife won't even know that it happened. Yes. She won't even know that the spider was in the room. It never happened. Let, let's start a podcast called Bug Murderers, and we can just talk about how we murder and when we murder bugs. Yes. It, it makes me feel good because I kill them every day. I kill all of them. The cat but, the yeah. cat does a good job getting that kind of stuff. They, I don't have a cat. That's smart. All right. Well, let's, but, we, we, we've been digressing, but you know, yeah. I, I would talk to these guys literally all the time, and this has been great. Let's get down to the last play, and that's yeah. the defense. And you know, I'm hoping there's a little bit of variance. Let's see what we got. Oh, Browns, Browns, and Eagles for Anthony. So Michael and myself have the Browns, Eagles for Anthony. Let's go with Eagles for Anthony because I've said it seven times. Uh, what do you think about the Eagles this week against Pittsburgh? You know, this was the other tough one. You know, I had the Colts in there. Then I had to buy down so I can afford uh, James Robinson. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about the Browns. So I ended up settling on Philly, and, and Philly's going to give up some production to the Steelers. Uh, but I, I also see this becoming one of those ground and pound games between these two teams. And, and this Philly pass rush, they can get to the quarterback. Big Ben's not as mobile as he used to be. So I, I think Philly's going to get to Big Ben and make some mistakes and get some sacks. Kind of, I just need a high floor. I'm not looking for anything big out of this defense. I just need them not to bust. I like that. And you know, yeah. and um, I, I'm going to try. I'm going to attempt to do a maneuver in the show and mm. and stop sharing my screen and then share my screen with another screen. So we'll see. We're back to just the three of us. And uh, thanks for everybody who's been sticking around with us. We got three people with us now. You guys are the best. Appreciate you all. We've had a bunch of people the whole time in and out. We've been on for a while. Uh, we've been just enjoying ourselves, which is how the DFS money shot should be. If you're in a, involved in a money shot, it should never be stressful. It should just be about having a good time, talking fancy football, doing right. what we do. So Amen. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to share another screen and see if I can do it. I, I might not be successful, um, but I'm going to give it a go because if you're not trying, you're dying. Mm. That's kind of my thought. Yay, it works. So, you know, this, this is uh, a different – tool i show i think i showed anthony this tool last week this is my own personal uh tool that i've created for nimble with numbers and what it is it has every single uh point this year by any player uh in any 
uh, you know, position group. So like right now we're looking at quarterbacks. And so you can sort by most points. You can see Dak Prescott's the best player so far with 137.2. And then yep. it's got weekly, it's got pricing for this week, the value on that uh, average of the whole year, all that kind of stuff. So if you go to defense, long story short, uh, man, defense is just a shit show completely. Like the best defense is the Colts and they average 13 points a game. And that's terrible in this process. And if you look down here, at the Dallas Cowboys at negative 0.3. I mean, you, Anthony is exactly right. You just don't want your defense to crap on you. Now, that's all you kind of you, – you're like, don't F me, man. Just give me five or six points. Like, that's yeah. all you kind of want. And um, I do think that that's a good situation. Big Ben is not that that mobile at all. He's more like, you know, the real Big Ben over in the U.K., just kind of static right now. And so yeah. I, I feel like that's a good play. If you're looking at this metrics too on here – uh, we went with the, uh, a terrible team so far, and um, the, you know Cleveland has not been good. Let's just be honest. You know they they've had zero, four, fourteen. That was against the the Washington football team, and then five. But I think Old Man Rivers, I think he has it coming. That's just kind of you know that's my that's my philosophy, and well, so I think I don't know what what, what Michael thinks, but that's kind of where I'm at with with him. You know he, I'll tell you a stat before this year. Even this year, he did it the first week. He hasn't done it since then because they've been winning. But in in last year, he threw six game-ending interceptions at the end of drives when they were within one score for the Chargers, and they were driving down the field. Phillip Rivers threw an interception six times. I mean, that's make or break, and he broke every single time. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. hoping he breaks again, and it's for a pick six. So you know, that's Well, that's the selling point. point. Yeah. Uh, let me just get this out, and you can finish, Mike. Yeah. That's the selling point for the Cleveland Browns defense that I was thinking about, too. Similar situation as Philly going against Big Ben. These are games that could potentially uh, be, you know, high volume running back games. Both are older quarterbacks, not very mobile. And yeah, you know, a lot of people assume, well, Phillips is going to go from a back 10 offensive line to an elite top two offensive line. And he's not going to make any mistake. He's the same Phillip Rivers that he's always been uh, with a better offensive line in front of him. Yeah. He's going to get sacked and, and he's going to make the mistake too. So I like the Cleveland play with the high floor as well, because yeah. Cleveland's pass rush is outstanding, just like like Philly. This yeah. pick had everything to do with Philip Rivers. And also with also just, you know, you said defense is, is a shit show this week. So a lot of it also had to do with I've got Kittle here. I've got both running backs priced over 6,500. Something's right. got to give. So it was the Browns, but I'll say that in my number crunching, I do feel comfortable with the Browns because again, it's yeah. Philip Rivers. That's literally what that's all about. And I, yeah wholeheartedly believe I would bet every red cent I have that Phillip Rivers throws an in interception tomorrow. Yeah, bet, bet the over on that, by the way. We're talking yeah. props. Um, just so you guys know, I am so far 41 and 34. So for, for 75 picks this year, um, I've gone 55% in my nimble props. And this is one I'm going to go – I'm going to bet this one because he's definitely throwing a pick. When yeah. he throws the football, this is what's crazy. I, I mean, I'm, I have a water bottle, so I can't throw my water bottle. But if I were throwing my water bottle, I would have a grip on my water bottle like a regular football, right? And I would throw it. This guy does one of these jammies where he – he I'm sorry. He just shuttlecocks that bitch. He just, he just like, pushes yeah. it. And – It was like a shot put. I don't – he gets more bat, balls batted down. And, and I just – I don't like him – 
He's on the road. You know what? I think Cleveland has the opportunity here. They're not playing that terrible. Stefanski wants to control the game. Kareem Hunt's another good play. If I didn't do Mike Davis, I'm thinking Kareem Hunt. I'm kind of surprised Hunt didn't show up anywhere. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. He's, I think him and Mike Davis, I think Mike Davis, because I don't know if they're going to – because Kareem Hunt was on the injury report last week, let me just say this. This is how I think about players. If you've been nicked up a little bit this year, I'm just – Riding you as a bell cow all game in any game is not going to happen. Let's just be honest because coaches are never going to do that. And so if you have no injuries and you're solid, you're straight, then you're going to, you could run the whole game. But Le'Veon Bell this week, he's going to be limited. Like there's just, there's a, a cap on everybody's value. And I think Cream Hunt has a cap. And I think that Mike Davis doesn't. I think that James Robinson, they don't have caps. There's just no, I don't have to worry about right. those guys. But for both of you guys, you know, th- there's no cap. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire is, is capless, I think, in this situation. So um, I, I think selfishly, this is great. Selfishly, before we move on and get ready to, you know, do some trash talking and wrap things up, oh, I just want to oh, say I am Anthony Noses. I think, with the exception of the FF Hitman over there with the fantasy footballers, of course, big, yeah. big name, of course, star studded. I, I think, with the exception of him, I don't know how many people were more of a Gibson supporter as I was, mm. which Anthony mm. will tell you. I've been beating that drum like crazy. Yeah. And I think that he is going to hit his stride here. By the way, he has got a touchdown in each of his last three games. Yeah. Um, I felt super comfortable putting him in here at flex again with DraftKings. Again, it's point per reception. And, yeah. you know, I know the receptions aren't plentiful right now, but I think they're going to start to come. I think with Kyle Allen in a quarterback, he's going to be checking the ball down a lot. I think we're going to enter a situation where Gibson's going to get a lot more targets and he's going to get the carries. He is going to be, the guy in Washington. That's that's it. And he's going to be the dude. I can't wait. And Anthony, go ahead. You can tell everybody I've been saying it all. No, time. yeah. No, you, you've been in on Antonio Gibson all offseason. The reason why I haven't been was because of how high his ADP shot. And, and yeah, I, I got a little trigger fair. shy after last year with Damian Harris, Justice Hill, and really the bigger comp of somebody last year who was a 14th round, 12th round ADP and jumped up to the ape was Darwin Thompson. So it was yeah. a little bit trigger shy on Antonio Gibson. But I'm, I'm, and I said this on our show, I'm sold on Antonio Gibson. You know, uh, target share wise, you know, last week he had five. J.D. McKissick had eight. I don't think J.D. McKissick is going anywhere, something I've said all offseason long. But this is Antonio Gibson's backfield. And McKissick will just be a plug-and-play PPR guy if you need a high floor. And, I mean, to Anthony's point, I mean, Anthony, because the whole thing with the ADP, first you had – and I'm sorry, I forget what – I think this went AP first. AP was released, Mm -hmm. and then Darius Geis decided that he wants to hit women for a living. And then Bryce Love. That was ridiculous. Right, and then – Everybody loved Bryce Love. I didn't. That's his knee. No, for what – listen, everybody loved Bryce Love for what he did like three years ago in college. Mm -hmm. Right. Good times, but anyway. So I get that. I remember I, that one I time in college time. with the beer bong. Remember that one time? Well, something that happens a lot in this uh, community, right? Sorry, and Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I step on on Michael. So I'll drink to that. I'm I'm sorry. You know, which which one should I do? Which one should I do? Tomorrow morning's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, man, thank you, brother. I've been. Mm. Delicious. I've been killing work. Well, I, you remember actually, and, th- and then we'll finally get the trash talking. Anthony's like, guys, stop talking about alcohol. But 
You remember I told you that I was uh, running low on that one bottle? Yeah. Well, there's that one. Okay. That's that's from when that's from when I joined this DFS pod to get my ass kicked in, and this is the uh, this is the replacement. So we're wow. I wow. I just it's Jack. It's good. It's great. I, I gotta say, I'm not normally <clears throat> a liquor guy, and this is, this is how liquor and me have lived. Um, I'm a beer bro. Growing up in in in, in the olden days in high school, um, <clears throat> I was not cool. My, my freshman year, I was ridiculously not cool. Made fun of several times by my best friend Mike Collins, who is my my podcast partner here at the Ralph Macho, uh, the Fancy Millionaires. He's my other better half, big beard guy, great guy, love him. My best friend for the last, I would say, twenty four years. But my first time I met him in high school, he was mean to me uh, as a freshman, and I got made fun of my first school. I went to a different school, and I reinvented myself. I was like, you got to be cool, man. You got to be cool when you go to school. And so drinking beers was cool. I didn't even Mm -hmm. like drinking beers. It's terrible. I got a 40, my first 40 I ever drank, took it in my room, put some ice ice in it, and drank it out of a huge 40-ounce Big Gulp cup by myself just to feel what it felt like so I wouldn't be out in public being an idiot. You know, That's actually a smart idea. I, I was trying to not be an a-hole. And so, yeah. uh, you know, I, I acclimated to that. And I kind of, I, 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 long story short, in high school, me and beer just were like best buddies. I never drank liquor. 18, turned it around, sober guy for a long time. When I, when I got a little older, started drinking beers again. But here's how liquor works. I never get it really. And so if I go to a wedding or a party where I'm going to be there for a long time and there's free liquor, I'll just drink you know, Long Island's uh, vodka soda, whatever. I don't. I mean, I'm just talking and drinking. I'm not trying to get drunk. I do get drunk, and so I don't have a lot of liquor around because I don't normally just drink it. But um, after I beat Michael, I felt really good about myself, and so uh, I bought this. And then after I lost to Anthony, I felt really bad about myself, so I drank. <laughs> so <you> drank more. <laughs> I drank more. But anyway, I'm not advocating for drinking. Um, but. Yeah. I have drank in a bunch more beer. So liquor and me, I'm not normally like getting hammered on liquor. So this well, is great. Like I'm I enjoying will do, I will do a, a selfish plug on behalf of the FF Faceoff. Yes. We have the beer app called Tavor. I've mentioned yes. it to you before. T-A-V-O-U-R. You download the app. They update, they update that thing like two to three times a day. They give you the description of the beer. Yeah. Um, to what state it comes from. Alcohol content. The whole kit and caboodle. What's in it. And you can build your own thing with as many beers as you want, have it shipped to your home. So, and if you download that app again, T A V O U R, and then if you download the app, if you spend $25 or more, use the promo code FACEOFF, F A C E O F F, not like I've said this four times a week for about a month, you will get an additional $10 credit. And Anthony, let's do this, Anthony. This is always fun. Anthony, what do I always tell the fine folks? If you buy once, you're going to buy again. And I follow that up with, if you're a non-drinker like me, it's okay to be the enabler. Go to Tavor.com, use the promo code FACEOFF, and send a box to your friend. Be the enabler. It's 2020. It's okay. And like and 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 like a nasty spouse, I have dropped the hint to Anthony a few times that he could always send me a box, and he still has not sent me one. Well, so so here's Maybe I'll send you one. Okay. okay. 
So here's what I wanted to do. I thought that was stick. I didn't think that was serious. But if you no, that's, that's that's serious, dude. So here, I, I like. <laughs> I just I'll tell you. You know, we're gonna talk off here because I would honestly love to support Tavor, and it sounds yeah. like right up my alley as a home brewer. I mean, I've got beers that are two years old that I'm waiting to drink because there's the last one of that vintage, and they're like incredible. Actually, nice. I got one that's four years old. It's a ESB English. It's a, it's a extra special bitter. Is what it is in the UK. Most of the UK beers. When you go over there, I went over to the UK. I lived in the UK for a year. Uh, I did a, a Fulbright teacher exchange. And so I went and lived in Taunton, England, in someone's house. I drove their car. I lived in their, their home with my wife. They came and lived in my home with their husband. And uh, they drove my car, went to my classroom, and I taught in their classroom. So we traded pretty much everything, computers, every the whole thing. But we were paid by our home countries. And it was a, it's a, it's a it was a program. I'm not sure if it's around anymore, but it was a program that was a U.S. State Department program for, for 50 years. So it was really cool to be a part of it. There was maybe 80 people selected in America to be ambassadors for America as educators to go to the world in 2009, 2010. And I was one of them. So that's like, a, like the biggest feather in my cap ever is that I got to represent America in the U.K. I got to go teach and be a part of their system. And, and so that that was, you know, that was something that was really super cool. And so over there, I went to a bunch of different places, had a bunch of different beers, became in, you know, enthralled with all of these different things, came back and, and became a home brewer. And so, uh, you know, somebody who appreciates all those things, I would love to talk to you guys about that. And please do check out Tavor. Is there, is there a .com? Where do they no, go? It's, they, they're very specifically, they're an app. So, yeah, if you, it, app. so, so if you go to their website and it will be Tavor.com, it'll automatically redirect you to the app. So oh, that's awesome. It, Go go to your app stores, T A V O U R. Check it out. It's it is so cool. It really is. No, that's awesome. All right. So let's 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 say this. I, I know that we, we kind of want to stir a little bit up between you guys because you're 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 definitely friends, but you're competitive. Yeah, um, screw that guy. Yeah, exactly. So so Michael, if, if you win against him, because money's at stake, we're all, you know, the, here's how it works. You know, there's 50 bucks at stake for each of us this time. That was what was at stake the first time we fought against each other in this little battle head to head. Now it's head to head to head. And now there's 150 bucks up for, for grabs in this. And so I wanted to, to spice up the pot because I know you guys are going to be continuing to interact as, as, you know, brothers in arms on the, the fancy face off. And, and so let me ask you at that face off. So let me ask you guys a question. Um, could, could we do, if, if he wins, if Michael wins, Anthony, could you, buy him that Tavor pack and then other way, Anthony, what could he get you if you win? I don't know. I gotta think about that. A bunch of okay. a, a bunch of lemons and a bunch of waters. That's no, 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 I mean a case of uh strawberry rockstar. I don't drink. That, that's, that's pretty that's fair, right? Yeah, it sounds super fair. Yeah. And so may, maybe we make it like a um you know, uh, it, it, uh, maybe you can Venmo him like 15 bucks or something so he can get it, whatever it is. Um, so we're not, we're not shipping the, uh, you know, the bubbly to to Anthony in case he does win. But, you know, yeah, check out the Tavor app, please. As a beer, you know, aficionado, you want to get every single beer that you like. You want to build the pack that you want to drink out of. So that sounds just perfect. Um, I'm going to say I think both of you guys have great lineups. And I'm a little bit behind because I don't have James Robinson. That's how I feel. So yeah. it comes down to that Mike Davis versus James Robinson, uh, you know, and, and that's going to be a good matchup. But then, you know, if, if C.D. Lamb or Schultz hits, that's going to impact it. So it's going to be really, really close. I can't wait to see this. I, I think thought, we're going to score all the score in the 140s, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I thought I had the upper hand until Anthony pulled that ace 
out of the hole with this flex with Robinson. I said, darn it, because <laughs> I was hoping at the whole time, the moment I saw he didn't take Robinson as one of his two running backs, I said, please don't take him as a flex. Please don't take him as a flex. And he did. Yeah. And, but that just goes to show Anthony's a smart dude and that's yeah. why he's my partner. But yeah, so yeah. screw you, Anthony, for taking Robinson. You smart guy. And uh, <laughs> I no, I, I think it'd be close. And I think for me, obviously, clearly, it's my victory potentially is going to be on the arm of a smooth Jimmy G. Jimmy G. So, you know, if Jimmy G and Kittle can get it together and uh, make some beautiful music together, then I'm going to be doing all right. You know, yeah. if Kenny Bridgewater screws me, you know it's not going to be a good okay. reaction show on Kenny. <laughs> yeah. I'm tuning in, by the way, uh, to that show. Oh, man. Yeah, must, must listen to. We're going to have to put an explicit rating on that. If oh, that man. Work. Yeah. I always love doing that. And you know what? We had to do it today. And you know, it was because of me. You know, I, I channeled my inner Denny. And, uh, you know, I did it again. And I said the curses. I think every single podcast I've created so far in, in my red circle process at the end of it it goes explicit or not and i go yeah, fucking I, yeah and i push yes so yeah. uh it's been a good time thank you guys so much for coming on you can find both of these guys on twitter we have uh michael go ahead and, and hit yourself up i am uh at the ff realist so come follow me for all the fancy football goodness and some clever gifts anthony i'm at the real nfl guru um Follow me. I, I'm not a, a, as good as a you know a giffer as Mike, but uh, I'm always putting out good fantasy football and, and non fantasy football stuff. But the 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 man seriously has a underrated mind in as far as football goes. I mean, a lot of guys in fantasy they just stick to whatever and have a shtick and whatever. But Anthony is Anthony's a very smart guy, and I am very lucky that I randomly said mm-hmm. to Anthony, "Hey, do you want to start a podcast together?" Because he a lot of times brings the knowledge. I only bring the liquor and some clever comments. So, no, you sell yourself short. No, but follow Anthony. Definitely Do follow it. Anthony. I'm a hundred and two away from eleven thousand. So follow me. Even if you want to send some sex bots my way, they count. You know, I, you know I'm gonna remember, after I get off the pod, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> you guys both up because I'm honored that you guys would would come down and be on my show. You know, and you guys are the best. Thank you guys so much. Anytime you want me on, you just shine the bat signal. I will be there. Yeah, you guys guys rock. You guys rock. You know, and and please do check them out. And then next year when the Potathon comes along, I'm just going to say right now, you know, I'm already committed to $100 at least donating. I mean, that's just. You're already a guest. So I I can't wait to, 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 you know, do anything I can next year to support that. And, you know, I want to build a pot you know, towards it. I, I've been, you know, I, I have a family of, of, like I said, seven brothers and sisters or, you know, family, my, my mom and dad and everybody. And, and, you know, there's a lot of us and my, my in-laws. And, and so, you know, people who've been impacted by, by mental health situations. And here's what we need in the country. We need a lot more money towards supporting people and helping people and giving people, you know, relationship building tools. And, and, right. you know, we, we, we don't yeah. need, more, you know, not trying to be mean to police. We don't need more, you know, authority. We don't need that. We, we need more people who are trained and skilled and who yeah. understand the mind. We don't see the mind, folks. We don't That's, see it. It's also about time, and I'm not going to get into pauses, but it's, right. it's about it's about time, no matter what side of the aisle you stand on, at least as far as mental health is concerned, about time we all just open our arms to everybody and just right. yeah talk and Give a hug and just know that no matter where you stand on that stuff, guess what? We're all humans. We're all in this together. And yeah. So yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think I think understanding people is really really important, and and being understood is important too. And so, you know, in this process, we're, we're not alone, and we can really, I think, for for all of us, you know, work together to understand each other. I think that that's where it comes down to is is not not being self focused, and and so people who do struggle with mental health, you know, you you have to sometimes be the person who is less self-focused. And I think that's really helpful to understand that you're, when you're selfless, you can really care for other people. And, and so really be selfless. Like don't, don't think about yourself in these situations, especially if you're somebody who's, you know, caring for people, you know, you, you are amazing. So there you go. Yeah. You guys rock. Thank you. Appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys are the best. And we'll see you guys next time on the DFS Money Shot. I don't think there's many episodes as good as this, but I've been been drinking liquor for a long time. So, you know, we'll see. All right. Peace. See you guys next time.